All right, we've got a great episode of Side Retired today. We're going to be continuing the Georgetown baseball trend. Nico, let's hit the intro music and get right into this. Hello and welcome to this edition of Side Retired. It's Dylan Campione and Nico Fernandez as always. And Nico, we've got a great guest on. I know Marshall and I have been trying to work this out almost for a couple of years at this point, but really excited to have this one figured out. Marshall Whitmer of Georgetown Baseball is joining us on today's episode. Super fired up to be here. D Camp is one of my boys. I absolutely love when he's on the rep soto at practice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I guess what we always do at the beginning of the episodes, obviously I gave the brief description there, but we allow our guests basically to tell their baseball story. And you can take this in whatever direction you want to do, start from wherever, end from wherever, but tell our audience who might not know who Marshall Whitmer is, what's your baseball story? Yeah, so um, I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. My my dad's from rural South Carolina. My mom's from upstate New York, so kind of from all over. Started playing baseball. My dad likes to make the joke that when I was born, I am a lefty, so my dad likes to make the joke that when I was born, he put the ball in my left hand. Probably not true. Um, <laughs> but started playing when I was around like two, I think, and I've been in love with it ever since. I really never played a organized like sport other than like, you know, when you're little and you play every sport other than baseball. Always been a baseball guy. Grew up loving it. Been to time OB games, like talking to Dylan earlier, like I'm an absolute nerd. I know like play the show do all that stuff but other than that I mean I went to Wando High School it's in Mount Pleasant South Carolina uh pretty traditionally really good program um public high school played with my best friends from you know nine year nine U to all the way up to high school we all went to college together I mean we all went to different colleges one of my good friends from high school is a relief pitcher at Clemson uh one of them used to play at South Carolina bunch of kids at all different schools all over the place um i uh in terms of recruiting with georgetown i only had a few schools looking at me i was being recruited as a two-way i mean i'm not going to sit here and you know fire myself up but i was an all-state <laughs> outfielder too people think i'm just a pitcher I can hit. he's like that i'm like that um i always joke around i'll joke with our hitting coach uh brock hainer and i'll be like gotta give me a shot <laughs> God, give me the shot. Um, but, you know, loved doing it. Came to Georgetown. Obviously, great academics. The balance with baseball and Coach Thompson was just like, I, I haven't the best pitch I've ever heard about Georgetown. Granted, like, I know it's, George, it's Georgetown University, one of the best schools in the entire world. And I knew that, like, you're, you're, once you leave Georgetown, your future's bright, whether it's in baseball, whether it's in, you know, your professional career or whatever. But, yeah, it didn't. Have many options out of high school. I um, was basically just choosing between Georgetown and uh, the Citadel in Charleston, which is where my dad is an alum, military college. And uh, I landed at Georgetown and I mean, haven't regretted it at all. And I love this place. That's awesome to hear, bro. Dylan, you may have to organize. I may have to school some of the varsity <laughs> team in. And I'm going to You talking about only the show got me fired up, but. <laughs> Uh, one thing interesting is that I think a lot of guys, um, they either see, like, when they're in high school, it usually goes either one or two ways. Like, really, they burst onto the scene, like, when they're a freshman, they kind of already are starting to, like, think about 
college from the get-go and some guys kind of when as they get older really blossoms and things start to develop how was that high school process for you that recruitment process were you sort of someone who were kind of getting looks from the start or was it more like as you got older and as you got bigger and stronger you started to get those looks I think part of what I got a little bit of looks when I was younger in ninth tenth grade mostly because I was just a lefty net three strikes and a lot of coaches just think, oh, if you just get a pitcher, he's a lefty, he's got movement, he does all this, and he throws strikes, that's all we need. Um, I like to say, at least to my friends, like to my parents, I never thought I was a good baseball player until I was probably a senior in high school. I Even after, when I committed, I was like, this is cool, I'm going to go play Division One baseball. But I didn't believe that I was very good. I made a huge jump in my velocity. I committed at 80, topping 84 miles an hour. I was like, all right, you're going to have to, you know, work your butt off to get to where you want to be if you actually want to play. Um, made a jump, got to play 89. I was like, oh, here we go, here we go. Um, and then, you know, got to Georgetown. And freshman year was a little rocky. I mean, it was freshman year when you're pitching. My first outing was against Wake Forest. It was like <laughs> first and second with like two outs. And it was before they were number one. But I remember going to the game, like my whole family's there. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, like it's a night game at Wake Forest. There's like 2,500 people there. It's on ESPN. I'm like, good God, what am I doing? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's super cool experience. I would not trade anything for college baseball. Like there is, it is the greatest thing in the world. I've made all of my best friends, people that are going to be my groups at my wedding will be from this team. Um, but yeah. And then I guess after freshman year, Last year, I got Tommy John surgery in February. It's almost the anniversary of my surgery, um, which I got done and was out the whole year. But this summer, I coached the 16U team. It was awesome. The kids were like, I mean, they're my brother. My brother's 16 right now. He's a junior in high school. And he, uh, they all knew who my brother was. He's a pretty solid baseball player. And I don't know. It's, it's been awesome, man. I'm just so excited to get back out there. I'm now curious because you mentioned it. Did J-Mac ever see you hit or what was the deal there as to whether you're going to be a hitter or a pitcher here at college? Well, so when I, one of my coach, J-Mac never saw me hit. He, so funny enough, when I was playing for the Brockton Rocks after my freshman year in summer ball, um, I got, there was a game that was called like education day. So like a bunch of it, like, you know, little kids that were like at their summer camp or whatever came out to the game where in Nashville, New Hampshire, and it was just like an exhibition game with like, banana ball rules kind of and our head coach for Brockton was uh coach Thompson's um brother-in-law his wife's his wife's husband and um he was like Marshall like do you want to play I was like hell yeah <laughs> so I, I hit third and played center and I remember this little kid was like 26 26 what are you gonna do and I was like I'm gonna hit a bomb and then <laughs> I <laughs> and then I got like to a one-two count against this kid from a d2 and it, he, it was like a rehab start type thing. And I got to a one-two count and I was like fouling balls out. Like I was like hit a foul ball, not even close to their territory and like run down to first. And I was like, God, what am I doing? Like I hadn't swung a bat in over a year and then one-two pitch, high fastball. And I, I hit a homer and it was, I was like, oh my God. Like I literally, I, I came the dugout and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go up there and try to look as stupid as possible. I unbuttoned my jersey basically all the way down, wore two chains, headband, like, um, my friend from Boston College gave me his elbow guard, his helmet, batting gloves. I was all like dripped out and they hit a bomb and it came to the dugout and they were like, oh my God, oh my God. And I was like, I'm going to puke. Like I'm going to throw up. Like I was like I've, nev like, I've never had a baseball memory like that. Um, 
And the funniest thing was Jaden hit zero homers that year, so I hit more homers than Jaden. So, <laughs> so, so I still have more. Or, yeah, I still have more collegiate bombs than Jaden. So I, that's sick. Um, <laughs> oh, you got it. You got to rub that in his face. Huh? Oh, I do. Yeah. And yeah. Even like one of our catchers from last year, Adam Dapkowitz. This is like week two of Sourwell. So like everyone's like you know getting their feet wet, and he calls me, and he's like, "Did you actually hit a homer?" Every coach, all, all the coaches text me, and Daph calls me. He's like, did you actually hit a homer? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, dude, now, like, I'm sketching that I have to hit a homer. He's like, because if you beat me out, he's like, do you know how pissed I'm going to be? And then he, like, hit one and called me. He was like, finally, dude. Finally, you can't shirt me. But I think he but I think he only hit one, so, like, we were tied, but it was fun. I mean, yeah. I mean, you just got to tell them every single day. You got to be like, hey, just so you know, I have more home runs than you, Jay. Coach, Coach Mac. Did Owen immediately sent the video to Coach Mac? And because <laughs> Mac always liked to say, like, hunt the fastball, hunt the fastball. And I texted him and I was like, guess what I hunted today? And send the video <laughs> to Homer. Like, it was like, it was like one of the most surreal moments of my entire life. And I, I, that was my, I know a lot of guys like hit like so many Little League homers. Like, I never did. And I was like, I was 12, I remember I was 12 years old and I was like a pretty big 12 year old, like fat mostly, but, um, but I was like, am I really never going to hit a home run in my entire life? And then this one day I hit like two bombs in a 12-U game. And then I hit one in high school my senior year in the playoffs. And then I hit that one in college. So I do have a youth high school and college homer. So that's pretty sweet. Oh, I love it. Well, obviously I know a little bit more about this answer. But for an audience that doesn't bet to be around the team 24-7, what's the Georgetown baseball culture like? And what's it being like to hang around with the guys all the time? It is like the best thing in the entire world. I love these guys to death. I mean, like we know each other. Like we, I mean, we're like, it sounds bad, but we're like basically like our only friends. And <laughs> it's, I'm always eating with them, going to like I got lift at seven or eight tomorrow, like going to lift practice in the vans on the way to the field. Like afterwards, like I live with Matthew Sapienza. I live with Andrew Williams. I live with Brian Detman. Um, like Andrew, for example, like comes to, he, he's came to my house four times in the last year he's from atlanta only five hours so he comes down um i mean they're my best friends it is like the tightest group of guys i've ever had and even like the freshmen it's like your best friends with them in two weeks and the guys that leave i keep up with them all the time like angelo tonis from two years ago was my throwing partner when i was a freshman he's a senior he plays at uva now and like he calls me all the time we always talk i talk to chase walter he plays at wake uh, Carter Bosch played at uh, Notre Dame for his grad year and we always stay in touch and it's such a good network and like the coaching staff does such a good job of like having all the guys together all the time so it's pretty sweet yeah bro that's awesome and I guess you more particularly because you're a guy on the staff how's the staff shaping up you guys excited for this year how do you think the pitching is going to shape out bro I'm super excited to see how the pitching like shapes out I know it's like nothing's really like set in stone until like the game start. Um, I think the coolest part about this staff that I've noticed is that top to bottom, it's, there's not, it's not like, oh, the seniors are like the top guys and then it's like the juniors. It's everyone is going to contribute, at least from what I know. I mean, I know that there's like, there's some of our freshmen are just like absolute dogs and like some of our fifth years are absolute dogs. I mean, we got six years, like freaking Cody Jensen, one of my best friends. <laughs> And it's it's awesome to see like an 18 year old roll out there, and then a 24 year old roll out there. I think it's the most funny. I think it's the funniest thing in the world. But uh, yeah, I think I'm super excited to see how the season starts. 
Um, I know as a staff, this is the closest pitching staff I've ever been a part of, like that's been like on each other and like making sure we get our work done and, you know, like giving each other tips, uh, criticizing each other. And it's, it's awesome. I love it. I love it. And absolutely. And obviously you've had a cool journey as well. I got Tommy John surgery last year, but I believe it was first live was last week. We're looking really yeah. good getting back on track here to pitch this spring. What is that recovery and what's that journey been like for you? It is a, it is something that I will never regret. I think it definitely, if it does anything, it helps build your character. It helps like build your mental strength. Cause you, I mean, you, even like the moment you tear it, you know that you're in for the long run and you can't like, there's, not really there's not really days like take off kind of and obviously like you do have your off days because you don't want to hurt yourself again but um it's more like going through the process at first is very slow it's very it's very painful when you're trying to get all that range of motion back but then when you're finally kind of allowed to be let loose and if you're smart about what you're doing it is arguably i think it's like the greatest journey ever i mean like if I look still look at pictures of like the day that I tore my, I mean, yeah, there's the scar right there. It's not that bad right now, but um, the day I still look at pictures of the day I got surgery and I remember how bad I was feeling. I mean, like I sat, had a nine hour car ride the next day back home from Baltimore and I, and looking back now and realizing like, wow, I'm going to throw in a game this spring. Like I'm, and I've thrown live the past two weeks and I've never felt better, more confident. It's like, it really makes you grow up as a baseball player and not just, you know, go out there and throw, like you got to think about things way more. And when you're on the sidelines, you can like actually dissect the game, like from a pitcher standpoint and like learn, like that's one thing I was able to do is learn while, you know, being on the sideline. And part of that could be because, you know, you, you don't think you might be getting the game. So you're not like lock trying to lock in, but it, it's really helped me out a ton. Like pitch sequencing, I watch, you watch TV and like, sometimes I can go sit there and watch an MLB game and every pitch I'll be like, Oh, he's doing this next. And like, if you get super good at it, like you you'll get them right. And you're like, wow, like maybe I'm ready to pitch in the game. And then you realize you actually do it and you're pitch sequencing yourself. And it's, I don't know. It's crazy. There's words can't even explain it, but I'm beyond blessed to have this happen to me, which no pitchers probably ever said that before, <laughs> but, um, and obviously it sucks when your elbow pops, but, um, the comeback is awesome. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome to hear, bro. And the fact that you're, again, about to throw. That's what you love to see, bro. It's the road to recovery. And that's the yeah. fact that you're going to pitch this swing. Uh, this spring's amazing. One of the guys that obviously was very influential, again, in, in just your growth as a pitcher here is is Cape and Capen. And um, Dylan's told me some stories. Again, I'm not as involved as he is. But he's told me some stories about how energetic and how fun of a guy he is. What's What's it like being with, with Coach Capen and just how is he as a coach? So, I, Capen and I actually, I've known Cape for, I'm a junior now. I met him my junior year um, of high school at a head first camp in Florida when he was a coach for Holy Cross. So he recruited me when he was at Holy Cross. I didn't, I, and he got, he got let go. And then I committed to T. And I was still talking with Cape because Cape was like, I'll keep up with your progress. Like, we were on the phone all the time. And um, funny enough, Cape actually was recruiting me as a two-way. So he's the only guy that believed in my hitting. Um, <laughs> but uh, he was texting me and he's like, I'm between these two schools. And I was like, by any chances, well, I'm Georgetown. Like I'm talking to them. I, you know, if everything works out, I might be going there. No response. I was like, all right. Because he obviously couldn't tell me. And I was like hanging out with friends one night. Just driving. Like, we went bowling or something. And I was like driving home. 
And I get a text on my phone and Cape says, like, I'm going to be a Hoya. I just got hired. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I've known this guy for three years already, two years. And, like, could you ask for a better situation where you have already known this coach for so long and it's, like, not at the same it, it, crazy situation? So that part, obviously, we're close enough where, like, I can tell him anything. You can tell me anything. Um, but also, like, with the, with the TJ and the rehab stuff, he – I told him like after I got surgery and I was getting back in the throwing, I was like, me and you are going to do this together and that we are going to like get through this together. And like, I want you to be on me when you think you should be on me, you know, ease up when you think you need to ease up. And like, I want to talk through this all the time. Um, and we did. And it's worked out so far that we just communicate as much as we possibly can. So we're all always on the same page and that there's no, you know, there's nothing lost and that we understand like where I'm at, where he's at, what he thinks, what I think. I just talked to him today for what an hour and a half, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, I blessed to have him as a coach. Like I know we'll be tight as can be after I'm done here, but um, yeah, for sure. I love it. hundred percent. I have to echo all that fun stuff about Cape too. But one of the questions I had, because I know it was at practice a couple of days ago and you quickly said that, Oh, DMART looks like Adam Ottavino. So I have to ask, do you have a guy that like when you watch yourself pitch that you're like, that's who I resemble or that's who I try to pitch like. Um, I think when I was going through surgery and I was sitting there in class with an arm locked out like this in a range of motion brace and I couldn't take notes, um, I would go on baseball savant, as you guys have probably done a thousand times. Um, <laughs> and I would look up left-handed pitchers who are five foot eleven, like myself, and don't look at the roster because it's six foot. But, um, <laughs> um, but, uh, and there's this one guy who did go to the Citadel, funny enough, uh, JP Sears on the, um, A's. Yeah. Used to be on the A's. Um, and I was like, that's like, like literally me. He's like five foot 11. He weighs like 25 pounds less than me. Um, but I was like, like, I throw like him same type of slot. Cause I used to be, when I was like younger, I would, Kershaw is my favorite player. I like, can live and die on this, you know, tangent about him being the United Hall of Famer, the greatest pitcher of all time, whatever. I mean, name another pitcher this one, MVP. Don't do him because I know you know one. Um, <laughs> but uh, I used to do the whole hands up thing. I would do like the leg up, leg down, leg out, all that stuff. And then I kind of switched to like, you know, maybe that's not great for like if I want to get recruited. But yeah, JP Sears is the guy that I kind of think about. I know there's other people too, but I'm trying to think. I also like to take a lot of stuff from like Marcus Strowman because he's like five foot eight or five foot nine. And because I know short guys like myself kind of have to try to pitch alike if they want to have good velo. It's kind of hard to be like a funky short guy unless you're just a, you know, complete outlier. But yeah, I'd have to say JP Sears, if anybody. I like that. That's a good answer for us. But to transition now into the MLB talk, you are a Dodger fan. I am a Mets fan. We are in the exact opposite direction when it comes to franchises. So the floor is yours because I know we gave it to Stella last week to talk about his Mets. So floor yeah. is yours to give a state of the union about the Dodgers. So a lot of people, because I am from South Carolina, and they're like, oh, you're a bandwagon. <laughs> I mean, I can, I, I can also live and die on this. But when I was like, when he debuted in 2009, I watched him and I was like, that is like 
the man. I thought he was the greatest pitcher ever. I mean, he was like, he was like number one uh, prospect, all that stuff out of high school. And I was like, I love this guy. So I've always been a Kershaw fan. I try to watch him pitch as much as I possibly can. I have been a fan since like, like the weird, like since like Juan Uribe's homer in the NLDS against the Braves in like 2013, since Puig was on his up and coming, then obviously fell way off. Um, like the 2020 season, people say it's fake. All 30 teams have the shot of winning, and we just yeah. so I mean, like I don't whatever. Know. Um, but uh, I've been to like I've been to a Dodgers spring training game in Tempe, Arizona against um, the Angels. And I got a ton of cool autographs there. I remember I was I got an autograph from Jock Peterson. He was not even played his first game yet. I love Jock Peterson to death, and he just keeps going to you know our rivals, which is frustrating. <laughs> um, I got who else did I get? I got that was when um, uh, Mark McGuire was the hitting coach there. I have Mark McGuire's autograph on a ball. Don Mattingly was the manager, so I have his autograph on the same ball. Um, no Bellinger and I can't remember who else I, Justin Turner, I believe I got, that was when hit one of his first years as a, yeah, as a Dodger. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, those are a lot of cool guys. The only guy who I didn't get, who said he was going to get me was Andre Ethier. And I was like, come on, like, <laughs> seriously, but what up, A-Will? A-Will's right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've always been a Dodgers fan, been at Dodger stadium. I saw, um, Oh, I can't think of his name right now. He, uh, Kyle Farmer's first MLB hit was a walk-off double on the right field line against the Giants. I, I saw Bumgarner pitch against Hinchin Rio. It was so sweet because I also I love Bumgarner too because he yells his face off just like me when I ride <laughs> pitch. Um, I've been to the, a Dodger, the Dodgers NLDS game when Walker Buehler was a rookie and Acuna hit the grand slam. I might have been the only guy in a Dodgers jersey there, and it was the coolest game I've ever been to. I remember my dad and I drove that – I had like a test the next day in like a in like a AP Euro my AP Euro class and we drove six hours at two AM so I could get to my test and I wanted to go to the game that bad. Um been to a couple other Dodger games at, in Atlanta and every time I go to a Dodger game in Atlanta, they always lose. So I refuse to go anymore. I just don't want to. But um but yeah, I, it's obviously the signings and all the you know, with Otani and giving him all that money and I think the deferred payments is very interesting as well. But I think signing Otani, signing Glass now, trading for – or no, they signed Teoscar Hernandez. Um, and they just made a few trades today. But I'm super excited. I think what – the only thing that I would say is negative about it is now you're the favorite again. And I hate being the favorite. I think when you're the favorite, it's just always – something always goes wrong. But, I mean, being a Dodgers fan, I remember like in 2018 when they lost to the um, – Nationals in the NLDS and Kershaw gave those homers to uh, to Juan Soto and Anthony Rendon when he was in relief. I was like devastated, <laughs> um, but I'm super excited. I think it's going to be an awesome year. I'm going to try to watch as many games as I can, especially like I know we're in season and everything, but I try to watch as much as I can just because it's. I mean, I love it. I just love watching Dodger baseball, and I've always been one of those guys that's been like a nerd about everything. Like I'm so happy Kike's back. Kike was like one of my favorite players. That was hilarious, and, and especially. Because now he's wearing number eight, and I wear number eight. I think that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, it. I remember like that 2016 to 2019 stretch when they just couldn't get it done. I was just 
devastated over and over and over again. And that World Series against Astros was like legendary. It was so cool. Um, I thought they were finally going to get it done. They didn't, but then 2020 came and that was awesome, especially because I can't stand the Braves. My least favorite team in baseball. <laughs> my dad is a huge Braves fan. And when they came back from that uh, 3-1 NLCS, I thought, I was like, oh, it's over. Like, the Dodgers are going to win this thing. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. It's, it'll be interesting. All I'm going to say, the only time we faced off each other is 2015. And we do know how that series ended. It's yeah, I remember. Yeah, I also remember because Curtis Granderson hit a leadoff homer off Clayton Kershaw in game one. And my friend's dad was sitting behind home plate and was like, sent me a, and like sent him, sent his friend the video. And we grew up together. He plays at Newberry College now. Um, but he, you know, he's a, he's a, he's not a mess fan. I can't remember what team he likes. He Red Sox, but he, uh, yeah, I mean, 2015, that was <laughs> so annoying, but whatever. <laughs> uh, I love more shade, but I'm a Sox fan, so 2018. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> good God. I mean, yeah, the same friend I'm telling you about. He went to World Series game two uh, that year, and he sh- like sat at the pesky pole, and he thought it was awesome, but that series was tough. It was like Chris Sale decided to be God on Earth that series, <laughs> but – and Steve um, Pierce, Steve Pierce, Gamecock no, alumni, no. Gamecock alumni. So I was like, I loved it. I thought he was sweet. And Jackie Bradley, I actually, funny enough, I, um, when I was playing in Brockton, um, I also played with Keith Folk's son, Cade, and we got to sit in the Red Sox legend suite. I met Luis Tiant, um, who is like the funniest guy in the world. I, he does not say a word that isn't the F word. It's so funny. It's like every <laughs> single word that comes out of his mouth. And, we were on the field for uh, BP, and I saw a guy wearing a Jackie Bradley senior jersey, and I was like, I was like, oh, that's definitely Jackie Bradley Jr.'s dad. And I went up to him, introduced myself, and like I have his number on my phone, and he was like, have you met Jackie? And I was like, no, like please get him over here, <laughs> and like he ne- and like he never did. And I was like, God. but um, but it was it was so cool, like the stories from that summer, like surreal. Like it's nuts, but but yeah, I love it. I'm not a big Sox guy either. <laughs> I gotta ask you, going back to like the Dodgers, you got three big arms. One of them's obviously not pitching this year, but of yeah. Shohei, Yamamoto, and Glass. Now, who are you most excited for this year? So I love Glass now, as you know, how, like everyone has like an AL team. You know, how everyone has like an AL team. Like the yeah. Rays have always been like my AL team. Um. And I love Glass now. I think it, I like his hair, sick. Just like the way he throws, just absolute fuel, so sick. Um, so the fact that he's going to be a Dodger, I'm super excited about. Yamamoto is going to be interesting because a lot of people are like, oh, he's not going to make the transition. I mean, he's only won three NPB MVPs in a row, so he's probably good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm super excited for that. Uh, hopefully, they get Kershaw back. I like heard he might go to the Rangers, which makes sense. He's from Dallas, but like, would be pretty sweet to have him back. And I don't really, I already have like a Corey Seager Rangers jersey because I love Corey Seager. Um, like, definitely my second favorite player other than Kershaw. But um, yeah, if he goes to the Rangers, it's going to suck. But I just hope he stays a Dodger. But yeah, I'm so excited to watch Glasnow throw. He's like one of the most electric pitchers in the. In, baseball and i'm so excited that he's going to be on the team that i cheer for i like it well to round things off we've got a couple of rapid fires for you the first couple are name the teammate that would x and then after that we've got a couple other fun rapid fires for you if you're game for him 
Sounds good. All right, the first one is the funniest teammate. Funniest teammate. I'm going to have to go Cody Jensen. I like it. Okay. I'm going to be honest. Most of the guys you say, I'm going to be like, yeah, bro, great answer. I mean, I know <laughs> these guys, so I like these answers. Yeah, you do. No, Cody's a funny guy. Me and Cody like, clown around at practice all the time. If it wasn't for Cody, I would be a much more like serious person all the time. But like, no, I just I love the kid to death. <laughs> all right. Valid, valid. Next question we got. Who's got the most swag on the team? Most swag? I got to go if it wasn't myself because I'm pretty sure my – Don't that. You can't say yourself for any of these. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, I know. I know. It wasn't for just my regular three-quarter sleeve under all my jerseys. <laughs> that's it. Then I, mean, I don't know who else. Uh, probably Josh Rowling. I mean, I wish sometimes that I was an infielder because, like, just being able to throw from, like, whatever slot you want. Like, you can talk to uh, – uh, Tremont, our hitting coach, like whenever we do like the comebackers back to the pitcher's mound, like go to third, like I always throw it like an infielder every time, like, like looking down, like I'm doing like a, you know, throw to short. Um, yeah, definitely Josh, I'd have to say. Josh Rowling. I love it. How about the teammate that you wouldn't let date your daughter? Oh, good Lord. Jaden Sheffield, for sure. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's my answer. Because <laughs> he didn't hit a home run in summer ball. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, and then you don't want to date a guy with no juice. <laughs> and then the last one we got for you is who's got the best walk-up song on the team? Best? I think it's Owen. Um, Owen Owen or Derek Smith? I haven't heard I haven't heard Derek's in-game because I feel like when you hear it in-game and if it really gets you fired up, then it that's when you know, like, inner squad, like, whatever. But Owen has a Fat Pat song that – Every time it's like I'm just bumping my head, and me and Owen like we're freshman year we're freshman year roommates, so like obviously like got a soft spot for him, and he's my catcher, so obviously. But yeah, I have to go with Owen's. Well, I gotta ask now, what are you rocking with this spring? You're walking. I'm rocking with. I'm a huge Kid Cudi guy. Like, I today I've probably listened to like I went to like the gym and like been doing homework and stuff. Only Kid Cudi all day, and. I'm working out to his new to a song from his new album Insano called Electro Wave Baby. And it's just like I just love the beat so much that like I just know it'll because I don't want a song that's gonna like take me over the top. Like I, I like heavy metal, but like I'm not gonna do one of those songs because it's gonna get my heart rate up too much. I just want a song that's like kind of chill, but like I really, really like it. So I'm excited. I used I to do I used to have Boondocks by Little Big Town. And when I was playing South of Boston. They would always be like, go get him, country boy. <laughs> and it was, and I, thought it was, I thought it was the funniest thing ever. Because I was like, like, bro, I get her from South Carolina, but like, I don't live like in a freaking marsh. Like, I, I live in like a house. I live in like a neighborhood. Like, I don't know. It was funny, though. Oh, I love the, it. The Brockton, the Brockton townies are like, yes, hello. 100%. And then the last question we have for you sort of, in appreciation for hopping on the pod, we let our guests get to shout out slash nominate the next guest on the show. So it could be another Hoya, could be someone else from your journey that you think would be a cool guy to come on next. Yeah, I would do. I want Owen to hop on here because when I was about to get on, I was like, I'm going to try to make this as funny as possible and not say any curse words. And I know <laughs> Owen would do the same thing. So I, I look at when podcasts are funny. Like I listen to uh, like Shane Gillis's all the time and i think it's hilarious oh it's the funniest thing in the entire world um yeah get owen on here he'll he'll make it funny or everett everett or owen because i know everett will hopefully not take it too seriously but yeah 
I like it. Those are two great answers. Well, Nico, I hope you started to learn a little bit about the Georgetown baseball team. Hopefully some names are starting to circulate that you've heard a couple times with Joan, with Marshall. But Marshall, we really appreciate you hopping on tonight with us. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. It's been great. I'm fired up to see you on Wednesday. Yes, sir. Ready to go. But of course, for Dylan, Nico and Marshall, until the next time, the side is retired.